So we were discussing in this Shishar, talking about the kiyos from the Yonim of Taiva, the Yonim of the Yitzhara. And this brings us to, he's going to address a point in Shishar, which bad them is something which is often discussed today as well. And that is, people think that there's a distinction between all the various things which can, we say, can bring a person to some kind of connection with the Yitzhara. And Sishon spoke about it so last time, using any one of a person's five senses for uh, some kind of interaction or some kind of connection to the Yitzhara is all awesome. Now, there are those people who thought then Sishon was going to bring them, and people still think today, and that is, the Yitzhara only is if these things bring a person to do an event. And therefore they'll say the Yitzhara of Histaklis Barayas or listening to women sing, or anything else is also because maybe it's going to cause a person to do an avera. And uh, therefore, for a person who might, might uh, be seduced by whatever other type or whatever form that the takes, and, and end up doing a avera for that, so for him, the Apostle is saying it's also. But the person says, no, another for me, it won't make any difference, it's not going to affect me, it's not going to influence me. And if that's the case, I'm not doing anything wrong because I don't get inspired, I don't get aroused by it, I don't get excited by it, it doesn't sound like it speaks to me at all. So I'm not doing anything wrong. You have these arguments today as well. People say they're immune. The kid or they're living in a society where, if they live in a society where there isn't any kind of understanding of how people are meant to dress, or how people are meant to interact, or whatever it might be, so, so they, they, they're so used to being bombarded with whatever level of a, of a barrier it is, it doesn't affect them. And uh, therefore they want, they want to say that that's the case. Courage should be also for them. So what's the answer to that? So let's see how the Mr. Shaman addresses it and we'll expand a little bit more. And he says like this, My person will kind of try to convince you and say to you, What Chazal said is also to speak language isn't refined. It's only to prevent a person coming to do an Avera. And therefore, somebody is going to uh, get seduced by such a thing, that's what it's talking about. Because we worry that if a person like that, when he speaks about Avera, he's going to come to do Averas. The person who talks even in an unrefined way, but it's just as a joke, it's not, not something which affects them, or they say it doesn't affect them, then love me to him. There's nothing bad about it, but I know And he doesn't have to worry about it, because he doesn't think it's going to cause him to come to Navarra. And the, the musician will give an example of speech, but perhaps anything else as well. The person says that listening to a lady sing doesn't affect them, or seeing a woman dress doesn't affect them, and therefore they don't want to say it. There's no issue for them, because... They're not going to come to Navera from it. So what's the response to that? So it says, He's speaking like the Yetzirah speaks. These are the words of the Yetzirah. Why? Firstly, he's going to prove it's wrong. The, the parsuk which the Chachamim bring to prove how bad any connections are, are to Avera is, and the positive passage in Shai, it says, Hashem. Hashem won't be happy with his Bechorim, He wants a pity, he wants a mercy on the people who naturally deserve Hashem's pity, which is the Sermon Almanus. Why? 
Because all, all them, all the people are either they're trying to flatter each other or marry trying to harm each other. And every mouth is speaking Nevada, which means speaking in an improper way. And therefore, you see, he neither his fear, a cause of a zelah of Aris Nilim, like in the rice, the Shirostamim. The Torah is not talking about the, the we call it the cardinal Averis, the major, biggest Averis, which would be a, a reason why Hashem should punish people. Ela, it's talking about Averis of speech. Chanofa, Lashnara, Venevope. Kula, Mechatos, Tepe. Chanofa is flattery, Lashnara, and uh, unclean speech. They're all Averis of, of the speech. And we naturally learn that the problem isn't what it's going to bring to. Just like by Hanuf and Ashnara, it's not a question what it's going to bring to. It's not very on its own. And therefore, same thing here. If, if uh, a Nevala, a person who speaks in an unrefined way, is put in the same category, so then that means that's a mistake in the Sunrat. And on them, Valem, Yatsang, Zera, Alkaina, Bakhur, Yisma, Hashem, Yisam, Yisam, and they're going to get punished. And therefore, Elohim, Sukhdibir, Abisayda, Shemnevu, Pehur, Vasish, Ladibur, Mamish. It's not that it's going to cause an aver, it's aver itself. That's called it, there's the erva of Dibur. And it's the same kind of isla which applies to anything which involves Yasara. Which is obviously worse, but anything else is in the same category of an aver. Even though there's no karas and misses placed in, Asirahim Yasir Asma. They are Asir and they're unright. And therefore, it's not that a person is also to look at or to hear or talk to or whatever it is, a, a lady who's also to him, just because it might bring to Navera. This is this is obviously Navera. And the Mitzvah Shem says, I'm not denying the first point. For sure, it could bring a person to Navera as well, but uh, you don't have to go into that. It's Navera on the time. And if you saw that uh, he learns the case to Nazir, that the Torah asks the Nazir to drink wine, but because of that, the Torah asks the Nazir from eating grapes. And doesn't mean that, therefore, if the Nazir says, I'm not going to drink wine, I'll just eat grapes. He's not doing something wrong. No. By eating grapes, he's doing it. the Torah as well. The Torah asks both. And therefore, something over here. The Torah didn't just ask the Ikhara of Eret. The Torah asked everything else in its own right too. There's a famous Briskorov, as you said. The risk of asks the question on the whole of Masech Asaita. Another dinner of Asaita is that a lady who um, was a Yichud with a man, and therefore the husband's Choshesh, did she do something wrong or not? So he's asked to her, there's the best of Mikdash, and she goes to the whole test of drinking the water and proving if she's innocent or not innocent, and it's telling me she's guilty. She's considered a Suffolk, she's considered guilty. He's asked to be with her, he doesn't get a ksuba until she goes to the test to prove she's innocent. That's the din of the site. Ask the of a question, discuss against the principle of halacha. Because the principle of halacha always is that if we have a chazaka and we don't know if something changed, we go back to a chazaka. And if that's the case, this lady started off as being mutter to her husband, so she had a chazaka of being mutter. We have a sapek. Did she become master? Didn't she become master? And now because of the women say she's also, that, that doesn't work with the rules. If you don't know what happened, you should give her a chazaka, so you should assume she's still innocent. So why when it comes to the tais, the, to the Saita, does the Torah say, no, other way around. We consider her guilty until proven innocent. What happened to her chazaka? It's a famous question. Now, the risk of answer, there's two nuskhahs how to say the answer. They both come down to the same point, because it's just what's the nuskhah to say. Um, the one nuskhah is, and that is, 
she's not she's not the Why? Because she's never. She secluded herself. She secluded herself. That's another. Yeah. And if that's the case, she's already got. A, she, once the person's already received, she went to the Navera, so you're going to give a Cheskas Kashrus anymore. A Cheskas Kashrus is based on the fact that a person probably didn't do something wrong. And if we don't know, we rely on the fact that Mistama they went Nechsha. And now we see she was Nechsha. So now it's just the question of how much she was Nechsha. Then it's once the person's already doing Navera, you can't give them a Chazak that they didn't do Navera. They're already received Navera. Mikvah, which is less than 40 now. Tomorrow says, still, it's a cheskos kashrus, no? It's not very. It's not very. The difference at the end of the day right now is that... Cheskos kashrus is people don't do averis. And therefore, let's give a cheskos kashrus, didn't do anything wrong. And the answer is... But we, we know she did something wrong. It's more than a race. She, she, she did do something wrong. Not, not that. The, so we, can't, we don't have a chazak with that anymore. It's not the same issue, though. It doesn't make a difference. That's his chiddush. Once you say a person is doing an averis, we don't have a chazak, we don't do averis. And if that's the case, if that's the case, so then we have to interact with that now. That's okay. This the other way to say that it is in a different, a bit of a different nusach, and that is that when the Torah was oyster yichud, it says because yichud is going to bring taver. And if that's the case, it's not just a suffix. Once you know a person was nichshal and yichud, so adrav. That's when we start with the word nichshal and everything. But it's a bit of a different nusach, and it's a bit of a different but uh, the view said is that there's two starting here. The one is that if once a person's been over and over and everything, so then that already, like we said in the Sukhum that's already giving it the Torah. So it's not like, well, I, I didn't go the whole way. I didn't do the, you know, every other possible. That's true. But once a person's already uh, in the process of considering the Torah, like we said, he's let it into him. So then it's, uh, it's not hard to understand how it's going to go further. And specifically, we've got a second mahalach, and that is that when a person's is on one thing, it's, because it's likely he's going to be nichshal more. If the person breaks the barrier, so then the, the next step, or the nachotinyashim, he doesn't have protection anymore, so he's going to be ending up in a various as well. And that's the case, and this is the chiddush of the Mitzvah Sashari. And that is, the way the Yetzirah says, this is the Al-Kandira Yetzirah. Because the way the Yetzirah talks to the person, the Yetzirah knows that. And that's why the Yetzirah will push him to break the Gedder right now without making him feel that this is going to bring me to a bigger Gedder. So the person's going to think, what's the big deal? I just broke a Gedder. So why is it so serious? But he doesn't understand that once a person breaks the Gedder, that Gedder is no longer there. And if that's the case, the next time he's going to go, he's going, he, he doesn't have a barrier anymore. And therefore, the next time, the Yetzirah will take him further. In other words, it could be the first time a person breaks the gather of until now he was always careful, let's say, uh, not to not to mistake, not to look at one. And one time the Yitzhar pushes him once and says, No, what's the big deal? You're not gonna do anything wrong, you're just gonna look at what's worse, so why is it so bad? And you're not gonna need to remember more than that. And let's say a person gives into that. So then this time nothing more is gonna happen. But that 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 gather has been broken. And if that's the case, next time it's not even that won't even occur to him not to, not to not to give into that Yetzirah. That's already, he's, he's, he's already given it, lost that stage. So the next time, the time after that, then the answer is pushing the next step. In other words, it's a, it's a process. And therefore, a person doesn't see that. He just sees stage one. And he thinks right now, the Yetzirah is not going to be initial in the bigger very. And the answer is, it's true. But the Yetzirah takes his time. If, if he gets the person to break the first step, so the next time, he's already growing ground. And from, he's, he can really work on the second one. 
And therefore, the fact that the person thinks, I'm not going to end up doing anything more than I'm doing right now, so that, that's a mistake. That, that, that itself is the problem. It wasn't that uh, the, the person was faced with an insane of being over everything. The all the Yetzirah wanted him was to break one level. That already gives him a tohot, that already gives him a stop. And there's a very famous midrash is brought in this about the Chachma of the dogs of Rome. It's a very interesting midrash. Uh, what's the Chachma of the dogs of Rome? So the midrash is like this. In Rome, they had, the bakers used to bake, pretty much like Eretz Israel, used to bake bread, but not just one loaf at a time. And uh, they used to bake like we do today, with like a whole tray, a whole stack of lots and lots of loaves of bread. And so when it comes up to oven, they have this like, whole trolley of layers and of bread. And uh, the dog wants bread. But of course, uh, the baker isn't going to give him bread. So what does the dog do? So he runs into the trolley, and the whole thing falls over. And the whole, by the gun, of everyone trying to pick up all the bread, so he grabs it, snatches a roll and runs away. And the baker is very happy. He says, oh, this is well. He's now managed to save everything. The dog only ran away with one roll. He didn't have, that's all the dog wanted. He didn't want everything, he wanted one roll. But he's going to try to grab a roll, he'll stop it. If he knocks over the whole cart and then he can grab a roll, then no one thinks it's not a big deal. No, so he just took a roll. So he didn't, what did he get already? But that's what he wanted to get. What's the Chachmah? The Chachmah is, next time I won't be careful of the dog. Because big deal, he just took a roll. And Masha Angela said, this, this is an evil dog, he steals bread, so we'll be waiting with sticks for him next time. But the person thinks, ah, no, 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 it wasn't so serious. No, after all of that, all of that is running with one, with one little thing. Okay, it's not such a bad dog. So, it's a chacham, the dog, because that's why people don't think he's so bad, and he gets what he wants. Uh, the, and the Gemara is using it, the Midrash is using it, I'm sorry, as the mush of the Yetzirah. And that is, what the Yetzirah does to the person, is, it makes him nechshal in one small thing. And the person's realized, okay, it's a big deal, what did I do wrong already? One small thing, okay, not so bad. And that way, person thinks, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. All the etzara made me do wrong with one, one small thing, it's not the end of the world. And yet, so far as the chacham, like the dogs of Rome, because that's all he wanted. That's all he wanted. He wanted to get away with something, and the more important point, make the person feel it's not a big deal. Because if a person feels after he does something wrong, well, that was terrible, I really feel bad. He's going to do other. He'll be more careful next time. He'll, he'll label the Yetzirah as enemy. And then that's as far as it's going to go. Whereas if a, the Yetzirah can get a person to do something wrong, and at the same time feel, not, it wasn't so bad, not so terrible, then bad thing is gaining more. Because then that time, if a person looks at it, okay, what's the big deal already? You know, I didn't do something so terrible. So I don't see Yetzirah as being this big enemy that everyone makes him out to be. I see him as a very tame enemy. Like the dog who just steals the roll, but that's all he wanted. That's all he wanted because next time, you know, person not scared, isn't afraid. First over here in the world, no? Uh, for sure, that's definitely a part of of it's a das also. Yeah, but it's uh, I understand in other various also we find the same idea. That uh, the nakode is that a person is mezalzel in a smaller variety. Okay, it wasn't such a big deal. I did something small wrong. I didn't do it big over I didn't kill anybody. But you didn't understand. But at it's 100% loss. It wasn't the shadow of this, I was trying to get you to kill somebody and you stood him. Right? It wasn't like you fought off the dog who was trying to steal everything. You lost completely. The dog was trying to take one thing. He took his one thing. That he won 100%. Okay, so that's the same thing that the Mrs. Shem is explaining over here. 
And that is that people think that, okay, the Chazal or the Torah, whatever it is, is Isa, so many things, it's, it's, it's not really so Isa. The Ike Isa is going to arise. Everything around it is just that I shouldn't be next to the rice. So I wasn't big to say I'm fine. I did a few small things wrong, or maybe just what I wasn't meant to look at, or maybe the things I wasn't meant to say. But at the end of the day, I wasn't next to the rice. So, Lonara, it wasn't a big deal. And the answer is, it is a big deal. It wasn't that you, you fought the Yetzirah at any point. You know, he wasn't trying to be Machshul in the rice right now. He's trying to be Machshul in this. And he managed. If that's the okay. case, so next time you're going to see him as. Uh, ineffective enemy, so to speak, and then that's when he has an upper hand on you. Because that's the first thing he says. Number one, they ask him to that. Number two, they go and they're going to bring to that. That's the that's the danger, and that's again going back to you said Sharim of the the, the matter of the kiosk. Because if a person is looking at Isra and Hetzer, so you can say, okay, so in the scale of how many Isra did I do, not so much. But if it's a shayla of being knocky from something, then a person already lost his nakiyas. He's no longer clean, he's no longer pure, he's no longer separated from the Esau. Lost the right, he's lost the status of being knocky. And the problem is, once a person is no longer knocky, then he no longer has a protection. And matter, that's just going to bring to to the next stage of, or the bigger of area later on. So that's the first he spoke about. Now, I just want to talk one more thing. And that is, uh, there's a story, a famous story brought down by the Imre Amos. Um, which I think Imamish is okay, saying in his words, but I think it's the same Messiah that Mr. Shem is saying over here. And that is, uh, one time, a group of non-religious, let's say, journalists, politicians, or whatever they were, let's say, non-religious uh, people who somehow were involved in uh, representing the non-religious community in the So they came to argue with him, because uh, the Gary Rebbe, the Gary Rebbe, because as we know that he was very strict about trying to uh, keep the areas where Hasidim were, such as Golem and Sharim, uh, you know, no one's going to walk in the streets not properly dressed, they're going to have very strict standards of. And uh, so these non religious activists came to him and they said, you know, Rabbi, are you so worried that your your people are going to be doing Averis the whole time? Right? That you have to make sure that everyone in the streets dressed a certain way and nobody's any different. And, you have such a rigorous standard. So in our world, uh, people aren't so careful, and people dress the way they like and act the way they want. And not everybody's a pervert. Not everybody's doing a very the whole time. So why are you so worried about your about your chassidim? That clearly you have to have such uh, very very strict standards. So as you understand, so he told a story. He said, you have some people, uh, cultured people, they wear shoes. So if a person puts on his shoes, and there's a tiny little pebble in his shoe. Is it going to disturb him? The answer is yes. Alright, I'm going to take it out of my shoe because the pebbles are disturbing me. He said, then you get primitive people in Africa who are running around barefoot all day long in the stones. So who are you going to say is a more cultured person? The person is wearing a shoe but, there's a, but gets disturbed by a small pebble. The people are wearing them barefoot and they don't get affected. They don't get affected by the stones. He said, you're going to agree with me that if, uh, even if the person is more cultured and he wears shoes, but he gets affected by a small stone. So basically the nimshah was obvious. And that is that if a person is more refined, then a small thing disturbs them. Not because they're going to do bigger various right now, but it disturbs them. It's something which is like, on their level, it's something which is this, which, which uh, interferes with them. Whereas the person who runs in stones all day, he's lost all sensitivity. So that's true, it doesn't disturb him. 
It doesn't mean he's in a better place. It just means he's lost the sensation. He's lost any connection to it. You know, that's the same thing you were saying. That the more refined a person is, the more inaki he is, let's say the words in the Shashayim, the more anything which breaks it in the kiyas is something which disturbs the person. It's, a, it's an infringement on his standards of purity. It's an infringement on his standards of, of Kedusha. Whereas for the person who's already broken all those barriers, that's true. They, they don't feel it's making a difference to them. They don't have it anywhere. They've lost that Kedusha. And therefore, the, it's true. They, they, they aren't aware of the difference it makes to them. That itself is the problem. That they're so jaded, they're so uh, they're so lo- disconnected from that in the kiosk which is meant to be. They, 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 don't, they don't get disturbed by it. It's not something which has an effect on them. That's the insight. That the male of the kiosk is that the more knocky a person is, the more anything which breaks that level is going to disturb them. It's, 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 it's something which jars, something which works against them with the place where they are. Whereas for a person who's that much more uh, that much on a lower level, that much more desensitized, that much more uh, mild and tumor, so it's true, it doesn't affect them. That's the sign of the problem. Um, okay, so therefore then he says in every area a person can be more knocky or more clean, more refined, more separated from anything which is wrong. It's the mind of the person. And it's not just a shayla of what are various they're going to do. Losing that the kiyas itself is a barrier. Losing that 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 sense of of roughness, the sense of kedusha itself is a loss for a person. And the problem is, and this is the, I'm just going to continue the marshal in Ramis, and that is, the person who's lost it doesn't realize the sensitivity they're missing. Mm-hmm. For a person who's used to running on stones all day. So it doesn't know what it means that like if something's pricking you off the, if something's uh, sharpening your shoe. They've lost that sensitivity. And therefore, it's very hard to explain to someone, who, like, what's the big deal? Well, what's so bad about it? And the answer is, if you're asking the question, it means I can't explain it to you because we don't even understand what the problem is. And if I say, like, what's the big deal to have mixed classes? What's the big deal to, to talk to women? What's the big deal if I'm not properly dressed? Uh, if you're asking the question, it means you don't understand. So how am I going to explain that? It means you've lost the sensitivity or something. It isn't that natural uh, barrier, that natural condition that is meant to be. Okay. That's, uh, that's uh, as regards all the various senses a person has, a person has to be shown with them, not to, not to use any of his senses as a way to allow entrance to the outside. And then the last point he says, After speaking of a person's senses, the next point he gets to is, the person's thoughts. They say it's in the Braisa, it's a Kamara. The Shemaritan called Avara. The person has to guard himself from everything bad. And that is Shleyahara Adam Bayam, we have the Tumma Bilayam. Even though right now he's not doing an act of Avara, but what a person thinks about in the day can affect him at night. And therefore, the person's thoughts about Avara bats him away worse than Avara because they affect the person in a different way. People who think to do bad. And here also, the person is thinking, I was just thinking, what's the bad about thinking? So there's three answers to that. The first one is Mr. Shashan. What a person thinks about now can have an effect later. That's the Gemara. And a person thinks about in the day can affect him at night. Therefore, I'm just thinking. That itself has an effect on a person now. The second answer, yeah. 
learns that a person must have affected. The second famous answer to this question is Nevi Shachayim. We learned it together. Nevi Shachayim says, the Makhshav itself is Nevi. And uh, it causes a damage in Shachayim, which is, inco- which is uh, unparalleled by what a person can do. And the famous Nevi Shachayim in Shachayim says, that when a Jew brings non, non-pure thoughts, impure thoughts into his mind, he's doing more damage in Shachayim than when Titus brought the Zion into the Vesh Kodesh because the, the mind of a Jew is, and what he thinks about, affects Shemai more than the action of a guy, even in the Kodesh Akkad. And therefore, it's not just that what the person, what I do, I just was thinking. If a person understands in spiritual terms what that what a person thinks about has a tremendous Ashpah in Shemayim, so that's, that, that itself is the, something to be, to be wary of. That itself is a source of a very. That's the second uh, reason brought down why uh, the Isra of thinking something which is Tami, of thinking which is Asr, is so bad. And the third, the third reason which is brought down, and that is that basically, the, we spoke about this in, us in other places, a person is influenced by their thoughts. Not just that it might have an effect on the person, that a person is influenced by their thoughts, and therefore where a person's, what a person is thinking about is in the sense where the person is. That's where he's holding by. That's what he's. That's where he's involved in. And therefore, um, whereas in avera isn't something which is a person is doing constantly, a person's thinking constantly, and therefore he can be much more involved in avera by thinking about it the whole time than by once I'm doing I'm doing avera. And I'll give you a marshal to see what I mean. Aside from revolvers of friendly bracha, that is an area where there used to be at least. An area where people would try and work on themselves and develop themselves in Taiva Sakhila. People naturally like to eat, people naturally have a Taiva for food, and there's always considered one of the aspects of Musa that a person could work on is to overcome his Taiva for eating. And uh, the natural way people would think of to overcome his Taiva for eating is don't eat what you like. If a person goes on a bread and water diet, or bread and water and taking a multiple diet, so he can live. He has all the nutrients he needs. And there's nothing he's enjoying about his food. So that people might think and do things, that's, that's the best way to overcome your type of eating is only eat bland food which has no taste and just uh, what you need in order to survive. And all the value must arise. That's absolutely the worst way to go about it. Why? So it's because how much does the average person think about food? When I'm hungry, when I want to eat, I think of what I'm going to eat. And uh, then I eat and then I'm, I'm finished eating and I think about other things. When do you think about food much more? And I was really fasting. Because now that um, I'm hungry and I want to eat, so now I think much more about food than a regular day. I've heard this from lots of people. That's, that most times they aren't fantasizing about food often. It comes from Kippur, it comes from Tisha, but the Ramesh says that they're thinking about for four hours straight. Okay, maybe Kippur is different, you're trying to dive in at the same time, but it's a talk about Tisha. Then you spend often dreaming about whatever one person wants to eat after the fast. Now, same thing, if a person is going to answer himself, eating everything he likes, it means he's not satisfying the desire to eat, so it's just going to go to his mind. So instead of just thinking about eating in the few minutes that a person eats, he's not going to be thinking about food the whole day long. This is doing him a disservice, because if you're trying to talk about breaking a tire for something, the more that a person's shakur, the more the person's locked into that mentality, that he's experiencing it much more. And the same thing over here. In a way, that's why Hiruri Aver is worse than Aver. Because Aver is not justifying it. It's a terrible thing. But it's a once-off thing. 
Whereas if it's something which is always on a person's mind, it's an other habit. It means they're experiencing it on an ongoing basis. It's something which is much more part of them. It's much more they're living with it, which is the third reason why it makes them much worse. Especially 